Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. A warm welcome to Going Greyhounds this Tuesday morning, the 6th of July, 2021, 10.31am. Mark Olmos with you. Wonderful to have you along. Uh, big week in racing as it usually is. We turn our attention to Grafton on Wednesday for Greyhound Racing fans. Obviously, as you heard there also, the Grafton Carnival and the Gallops World. Looking forward to, to that Ramorny than the Grafton Cup, as well as the Sir James Kirby. It'll be a big week up there and hopefully... Uh, well, everybody in that part of the world can uh, can enjoy it and hopefully everybody in Sydney town is staying as safe as possible. Uh, the week in racing, we had heats of the McKenna Memorial from Sandown Park, of course, Brisbane Cup and Queensland Cup action from Albion Park last week. Um, but also plenty to talk about in terms of Grafton. We mentioned last week the maiden heats were run a couple of Mondays ago now, the final coming up on uh, on Wednesday, along with that Stayers race. We will chat to uh, the trainer of Bar Sandy, Dave Richardson, and Reg Gardell, who has three contenders in the Big Grafton Maiden at listed level, uh, should be remembered. Looking forward to, to having a chat to those two gentlemen. Jared Daffy will join us a little later on as well. And what about that performance from Mickey Doo uh, yesterday at Maitland? Box eight in the first, missed it, made a complete mess of the start and was too good for Mark Davidson, who ended up picking up a treble on the evening with Ritzer, William and Aston Repeat also winning some sort of performance that you can check it out at the Dogs website. Also, Jason Lincoln's blog for Sky Racing, Boxing Clever, you can check out on the website. Lots to get stuck into. Really looking forward to catching up with Reg Gardol. Racing Colonel Trigger was out in a hurry. Beginning well was Judy Bonus out wide. Three away in third, Charcoal Valley. Next, Zambora Trick, Frozen Fire and Henson Park sees them all. Favourite took over on the bend. Shot four leagues clear, that being Colonel Trigger over Judy Bonus. Next was Charcoal Valley, followed by Frozen Fire. And running on behind those was Zambora Trick, but off for the prize in the straight is the favourite, Colonel Trigger. He is going to bolt in. Colonel Trigger, too strong for Charcoal Valley. Tight for third between Judy Bonus and Zambora Trick. Close up to those was frozen fire. That was Colonel Trigger taking out a maiden from last week for Reg Gardel. Three through to the 20,000 to the winner final. Uh, the Clarence Valley Sheds maiden final at listed level, it should be remembered. Reg, thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. Uh, how are you going? I'm going good, Mark. Just driving home from uh, the trials at Grafton now. Yeah, anything to, anything to report from the trials? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of starting somewhere, that maiden series uh, that kicked off last Monday, uh, congratulations, three winners. The fastest qualifier of them was Colonel Trigger, who we heard there, uh, breaking through at start 10. First start in your hands. He seems to be, uh, well, the best of the lot from Monday night. But as we move forward, will he turn out to be the best of the lot? Well, he's, he's a very good dog, a very fast dog. But um, I still think the little uh, little bitch... Um, Sages are around. I think she'll she'll come up, come ahead in leaps and bounds because she's never had a start in a race before or a, or in a field. So I think she's the big improver. We'll, we'll get to her in a moment. Was it a surprise to see uh, Colonel Trigger salute and run that time that he did? Oh no, not really, Mark. He's been he's been trialling very good. He uh, he took he, he took the, he took us by surprise when we took him to Maitland and trialled him in a performance trial, and he's run twenty four eighty four there. So we knew he was going pretty quick. 
and and another runner of course daily magic really nicely bred uh, having his third start uh, last week kicked off at casino with a couple of placings uh, you must have been encouraged enough to target the big one and you mentioned with him he didn't put any time on the board but you think there's a fair bit of improvement to come for him well the other two had had a couple of trials there over the 450 and i never got the opportunity to trial him so i think he's um he's the one that could come forward a fair bit there yeah do you expect him to to be right in the mix come tomorrow night or yes wednesday night if he gets out the way he did last week mark i think he's uh he's he's a major player I think there's uh, there's eight good dogs in the race, but now I think all mine are all there with a very good chance. And tell us about Sophie's RM because, like you just mentioned, she does appear to be the standout of the the trio. Gee, it's exciting, a, a bit like unwrapping Christmas presents with some of these greyhounds. She must be one of those. Yeah, that's exactly right. I uh, she was a surprise. I uh, I gave her one trial there over the four fifty, and uh, and she went really well. And then uh, we decided to aim her at the maiden and. Uh, no, she excelled the other night at the eighth box. I think I think she would have been rather drawn out in the eighth, but we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, looks to have a fair bit of ability and looks like a nice race and moving forward. Do you, do you just wait until tomorrow night before you map out a, a plan for Sophie's RN? Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, that, they're they're bred to um, they're bred to run a bit further and um, and, I, and I had a nice one out of the litter before that dog called Arms a Rock. So I think she'll. Um, I think she'll make it pretty good. Out of the the, the same uh, bitch that uh, produced Jim Zardashian, of course, flying down there uh, in Victoria. And this Grafton track, I, I read that you were singing its praises like many, many other other trainers, Reg? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Everyone designed it and, and the people that built it. And, uh, they've, they've done a marvellous job and, and we've been screaming out for this for years up here and uh, we've finally got it and uh, everybody's saying hallelujah. Absolutely. Now, now, Reg, also just a couple of other points. We really appreciate your time because I can hear your blinker in the background. I know you've pulled over for us, so we really appreciate it. Um, Tell us just quickly, I was going through uh, a bit of your record this morning. Tell us about the old days and some of the good dogs you've had, the likes of Secret Secret, Short Test, uh, Watch the Web. Those greyhounds, those names bring back great memories? Oh, yeah, no, they were all handy dogs. They were very handy dogs and... uh... Yeah, no, we've had a few over the years that uh, really, really helped us out, and uh, I've got a fair few that didn't too. But still, in all, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been in the game for fifty odd years, and uh, we've enjoyed every bit of it. And, and you've moved, and you've and you've moved around, Ridge. Oh yes, we've done a we've done a fair bit of moving. They they used to call me Lucky Star. I've been everywhere. <laughs> and what about the Bulldogs, Ridge? Do we talk footy or not? Lucky that you have been able to see some success for them from them. Oh yes, it would be. Yeah. Reg, we appreciate uh, your time this morning on Going Greyhounds, and we wish you best of luck tomorrow night. Um, hopefully, uh, the the uh, the cards fall your way. Just just on that box draw, I heard you speaking to to Mark Duclos after the races uh, through the the dogs' social media, and uh, and you were saying that. You would have loved, uh, I think you were saying you would have loved uh, an outside draw for Sophie's RN. She's ended up drawing the two. And uh, the other one that's drawn in box four, Colonel Triggy, you would have liked an inside draw. Um, hasn't quite worked out that way, but all you need is a bit of luck, right? 
oh yeah, we need a bit of luck. This uh, it's a very good field. There's eight very good dogs in there, and there's uh, <laughs> some pretty handy trainers there. Look, it's not easy to beat Jason Mackay or uh, Ed Snow, and, the, and even um, the young bloke in the one box. He's he's, he's going to be there battling away. You know, it's a it's a pretty hard race. Yeah, always difficult to win. Yeah, again, uh, Reg, we really appreciate your time coming on Going Greyhounds. Uh, safe travels home, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. Okay, thanks, Mark. Thanks. All the best. Reg Gardell joining us on Going Greyhounds. Great to, to, to chat with, really, Doyen of the sport who's been around for so long and uh, does a wonderful job with his team with three runners into the final tomorrow night up at Grafton. We'll take a short break before our next guest, the trainer of Bar Sandy, Dave Richardson. Everyone needs an injection of kindness. Kindness is simple and can change someone's day or life. Kindness is also contagious, so pass it on. If each one of us did just one act of kindness every day this kind July, that would be 775 million acts of kindness across Australia. The possibilities are endless, and together, what a great country we can be. Do something kind this kind July. Find out how you can get involved at staykind.org. A Marcus Oldham Diploma of Equine Management can lead to meaningful and rewarding careers, both domestically and worldwide. Marcus Oldham's close links with industry and international relationships, which include study tours and work placements, provides graduates with the unique opportunity to secure equine careers across various disciplines, including horse health, marketing and business management. Turn your passion into a profession with a Diploma of Equine Management and visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au. Last week on Racing HQ, Bjorn Baker felt Spencer was primed to produce from the front. He's rock hard, but I don't think we can get him any further. We'll look to be really positive today. Hopefully he can lead, and I think he's a, a really good each trade chance at the price. 100 to go. It's Spencer. No compromise. Sound of cannons ran out of room. Spencer's in front. Spencer wins it. Find the time, and we'll find you the winners. Racing HQ. 6.30 Saturday, Sky Sports Radio. Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. I'm Sammy from Sedec Motor Group at Eldersley. We continue to hire from Nova Employment as they provide workers that are dependable and have a willingness to learn. I definitely recommend other employers focus on ability. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing in your time was away quickly, so was Double Bluff and spearing across from out wide the favourite Bar Sandy who will take up the running in the run to the corner. Now the other three have come together a bit and this allowed Bar Sandy to slip away in the back. She's out by about six lengths. In your time's next, followed by Double Bluff. Behind those was PowerPoint Diva at the tail. Bar Sandy is the one to catch. She's the best part of eight. Make it nine. Make it an even ten. Struggling to keep up as in your time. Followed by Double Bluff. And at the rear was PowerPoint Diva as they straighten. Bar Sandy is well clear. She's breaking their hearts over the 660. And Bar Sandy too strong. Scores by eight. Great go for second. Double Bluff or in your time. And three away at the tail was PowerPoint. Spot on was Mark Arundale there. An even 10 length margin between Bar Sandy and Double Bluff. Brilliant winner at Grafton last week. Dave Richardson, the trainer of this daughter of Barsha Bell, joins us here on Going Greys. Dave, a very good morning to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And Dave, tell us about Bar Sandy. How's she come through the run last Monday? 
Oh, she's coming. She's going really good at the moment. And like tomorrow when she's racing, like she's drawn out in box eight, but it's a full field, and it'll be a bit, little bit harder to get across. Does that just mean we get a better price, Dave? <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she's flying, and that and that run thirty-eight uh, eleven uh, was was brilliant. Now, uh, plenty of chat around about this greyhound because we know how good she is she was very good winning the state of origin uh, there at albion park uh, talk us through your decision to target this race at grafton the stayers cup uh, ahead well, of the the queensland cup i was going to go on the queensland cup anyway they keep uh, this uh COVID thing going around right and i thought if i go on the queensland nominate for that and they close the border I'm in no man's land. I've got nowhere to go because it's too late to nominate for Grafton. Okay. So I thought to myself, we're going to make a decision. I'll go to Grafton anyway, and then next thing they close the border, so we couldn't have got across anyway. Yeah, right. And and, and thinking that you know, the, the, the Stayers Cup, with all due respect, you'd think uh, it, it might be one to pick off, but gee, a, a strong field has assembled. My word of that. So the two dogs, the two dogs, I raced against it at Albion Park the other week. He had box one and I had box seven. Mm. Anyway, going around the turn, they're going as one. And she wanted to get in on the fence. He wanted to get out a little bit. Anyway, but he, they just, she, she just turned around in the end and just told on us, because she's only just starting out over 700 metres. Yeah, of course, uh, and and of course she was just on that starting out over 700 metres. Do you see her best trip being 600 or 700 at this stage? She's obviously in between tomorrow night, uh, but her, her her run over 600 metres at Albion Park, which we all know is very difficult to do first time, she went and won. Where do you think her best distance is? Uh, 700. See, what you've got to remember, she's not even two and a half year old yet. Right. And this, this breed, like I've had this breed for years, and they get stronger and stronger as they get older. Mm-hmm. And she's from your, your wonderful bitch, Sandave Sapphire. Uh, for those li- listening, can you tell us a bit about her? Sandave Sapphire? Yeah. Well, uh, I won the was it the Gold Cup at Wentworth Park. She ran 41.8. <clears throat> and then, um, but he, uh, I had her in the um, winter chase at Albion Park. Mm. Anyway, she hurt her toe. And um, I didn't get in the final. Right. Anyway, I, I sent sent to a vet that just butchered her toe. Anyway, she's never ever raced again, and all she's done is produce real good dogs. Is this the best of them? Start. Sorry. Is is Bar Sandy the best of them? It's hard to tell. Like, um, I suppose she is when you look at it on um, what she's done, but um, there was a lot of quick ones in it, mm. and different things like that and um like she she's got to be the best at the moment and i've got yep. a, i've got all the litter of zip and gas here now and they look really good geez they look well out of out of sando sapphire yeah yeah right you would have yeah. been pleased to to see what they were doing on the track last monday at crafton <laughs> yeah hey. no dead right there flying but, but he um but i just enjoy breeding them and uh like what we do is we sell some, people buy them off us, and yep. uh, a fellow that works with Jason Mackay, Milo, he buys a couple out of every litter we produce. Yeah, okay. And um, maybe, and then we just keep what's left.
many many of our uh, listeners, especially the Graham followers, would know your prefix of, of Sand Dave, and I think even uh, the, the Thoroughbred and Harness listeners would also know the prefix Sand Dave. Of course, for Sandra and Dave Richardson, talk us through the line you have and, and some of the success you've had along the way uh, in terms of the line of breeding. Of course, we, we've touched on uh, Sand Dave Sapphire. Tell us more about that line. Well, um, a bloke, old bloke called Tommy Wilson, he turned around, he was the original off that breed, to my right. knowledge anyway, and then um, he sold some, and then the bitch, uh, the, her uh, Sandow Sapphire's mother, but she never ever raced. She had a broken hulk. She never raced, and she produced a lot of good dogs. And then um, we bought Sandow Sapphire and her brother, Dave Prince, who used to be a track record holder of Bulleye. Right. And um, we bought them two, and then we carried on from there. And um, we've just turned around and taken over the whole line now because the uh, other bloke who had a couple out of them, he just uh, fell apart. Right. Dave, we, we hear it a lot in the thoroughbred world, especially breeders that, that turn owners and owners of big races. In the greyhound world, it must very much be the same. Uh Talk us through, I guess, that, that feeling of knowing how much work you've put into breeding greyhounds, uh, the rest of the process that goes into it, and then seeing them on the track and, and winning races for you. Well, that's a terrific feeling because you've, you've, from the day they've been mated all the way through, you've looked, looked after everything. Mm. And then the ones you keep yourself, you move on, get them broken in, and then you start racing them, build them up to be racing dogs and educate them all different tracks and all that. Mm. And um, it's a good feeling, but... Yeah, I, I can imagine, especially when you see a girl like Bar Sandy come out and do what she's done. Terrifically exciting, and you must be uh, terrifically excited for, for tomorrow night at Grafton. What um, what do you need to, to, I guess, go right or not to go wrong for her to win? Well, she can't afford to make a mistake. And she got, from out wide, she's got to be able to get across and leave. Okay. Because a dog in the one hole... He, he moves off the track. So you've got to be able to stay clear of that. In your time you're speaking of, uh, yeah, with yeah. the inside draw there, uh, shaping up to be a wonderful night and uh, good prize money up for grabs, $15,000 to the winner. Dave, thank you very much for coming on Going Greyhounds. We'll catch up again soon and we wish you nothing but the best of luck for your star chaser tomorrow night, Bar Sandy. I appreciate that. Thanks very much. Dave Richardson uh, joining us here on Going Greyhounds. Fantastic to chat, especially about these these bloodlines and these breeding lines of, which have come through with trainers for, for years and years and years. Uh, always a fascinating chat. And with Bar Sandy, um, she's a very, very good greyhound. Looking forward to seeing if she can do the job tomorrow night. Righto, we'll catch up with Jared Daffy now from TAB, our very own. Plenty of... Uh, Greyhound Racing, we say this each and every week, Daff. I've got to come up with a new line, but uh, we do have the the Group 1 Brisbane Cup as well as the Group 1 Queensland Cup. Uh, it was a magnificent evening of chasing from uh, from Queensland last week. Also, the McKenna Memorial to look forward to and graft in those markets. Hopefully, are available a little later today for the big maiden at Lister level tomorrow and as well as the Stays Cup. Good morning to you, Daff. Good morning, Mark. Well, I've got some breaking news. In the last three or four minutes, the Grafton prices have opened for those features tomorrow night. So races five, six and seven, we can have a quick look at those if you like. Did you put a rocket up someone, Daff? 
Uh, no, not at all. That's not me. But just on <laughs> bar, Sandy. She looks mighty hard to beat. Dollar uh, ninety-five from box eight. Uh, we've got the second pick there. Burnt ends at three fifty. Double bluff at four sixty. Then out to Kulburbski at seven dollars fifty. So that's the Stayers Cup. I was just uh, saying to Dave that you know because of box eight we might get a bit of a price. Not the case. I think that's a good price. Okay, right. I think she'll just lead all the way. Okay. Pretty impressive so far. Uh, the uh, the maiden final, what a race this is. And uh, we've got boxes two, three, four uh, head the market here. Uh, in box two, Sophie Zaren and Zipping Maserati in box three, $3.30 equal favourites ahead of Colonel Trigger at three seventy, uh, And then box five, Zipping Eve, another one of the Jason McKay runners there at $7.50. So... Very hard to sort this race out, <clears throat> given what we saw last week. Uh, some rather impressive youngsters, as there is each and every year when mm. they have the Grafton Maiden Series on, but um, some big improvers last week as well. So it'd be interesting to see whether they can carry that form forward. And uh, the Village Green, uh, which has got Fat Albert inserted into its uh, uh, title this year, that's a terrific uh, tribute to uh, Daryl Gleeson, who unfortunately lost a couple of weeks ago, that final over the 450 metre course, and what a terrific race this is. We've got a casual glance in box two at two dollars fifty, Lewis Rumble box six at three eighty, more sauce box three at four sixty, uh, deck fifty two, one of the Queenslanders at six dollars, and then it's nine dollars for Impress Shade, which has got a picket fence beside its name as well. So terrific nights racing tomorrow night at Grafton. Absolutely, and uh, I won't mention casual glance or more sauce uh, because I seem to be the moz for, for Mick Lill, so um, just, <laughs> just just best of luck to the team there. Just back to that big maiden, Daff. Uh, Sophie Zarin, we heard from Reg, looks to be the pick of his bunch, um, but he's not ruling out Daily Magic with a, another look around. The track will certainly improve for it, and looking forward to seeing the zipping gas again, zipping Maserati. But you mentioned the word improvement, Daff. Um, again, uh, what are we looking at? Nine days between runs, and with these young greyhounds, it can almost be a daily proposition in terms of improvement. It, it can be, and the other thing too that I found quite interesting was just reading in the uh, in the wrap-ups of those heats from last week that Jason McKay said that Zipping Eve normally uh, very, very uh, fast early. She's got box five. She might well be able to uh, cut across those favoured ones in the market. It might set up the race for something like uh, Blue Carrot or San Paolo uh, drawn out wide there. Blue Carrot landed a you know, pretty decent plunge last week and it was what? rather impressive. Mm, yeah, that was that was something to follow in betting. I think it was the second of the heats, but yes, uh, well and truly uh, landed good bets. Um, Daff also, just on that, uh, that maiden, I mean, on all of those 450-metre races now at Grafton, the new track, uh, Jason McKay mentioned it on... Going greys last week, actually, um, he mentioned it's a it's a nine second back straight. So that charge to that bend with these very fast greyhounds, there'll be uh, there'll be no room for the faint hearted. No, there won't be. But you know they've cambered that track terrifically well. I know it's only been in operation what three or four weeks now, but you see very little trouble there. And uh, you know, if you're back in the field, you can make ground and that long run home. So. Yeah, it's a terrific track, and you would expect that given uh, the time and money that was spent on it. But normally, this race each and every year, whatever wins it, goes on with it. But I think 
the addition of it this year, we'll probably see you know, three or four of these, maybe maybe half a dozen of these feature not only in the country, major uh, races coming up but in the city as well because there were big wraps on uh, these two zipping greyhounds or the three of them that went round last week, the zipping gas. So going to be interesting to, uh, to see where they end up in the future. Absolutely. Uh, Daff, we'll move our attention to north of the border, Albion Park. Just speaking of north of the border, a quick update in terms of, I guess, racing and the, the COVID scenarios. Everything pretty much back to normal? Well, apparently it is. Um, I think uh, the, the crowds are allowed back this week. We did have a lockdown, a three or four day lockdown last week. It was sort of eerie, mm. uh, but I suppose a lot of people have become accustomed to that being at Albion Park with all of those good greyhounds going around and no crowd. Mm. But uh, they'll be back this week. Uh, there are a few limitations on on numbers and where you can be seated, etc. So if you're, if you're in the listening audience and you're interested in coming, just go to the Brisbane Greyhounds website and check that out or ring the club. But... Um, it was it was a rough night weather wise and and we saw a few roughies win uh, when the when the heats of both uh, the distance and the sprint courses but uh, the beauty of it is is um, we've got a couple of really good fields and Shimmer Shine made his way through to the final. Starting off with the Queensland Cup though, Daff uh, for the stays, Maggie Mumu, uh, wonderfully thrilled for Darren Johnston who we had on the catching pin a few weeks ago, uh, of course. Uh, taking at the the listed rate or the Group Three a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago was that the Superstars I think it was Daff uh, and Zipping Naseko also three fifty favourite yet to gain a start is the first reserve they're equal favourites mix recall also uh, in the mix five star the Victorian as well there at four dollars oh, I think he's under the odds he's really struggling in his two runs in Queensland uh, we excused him the first week because it was his first plane trip and he hadn't been at the track and last week. Well, he was just no match uh, for them in that race. I don't know whether he didn't handle it, the wet track or not, but he can probably win, but I think he's gross unders at $4. Um, the favourite at the moment is Maggie Moo Moo, but she's been a drifter, uh, probably drawn where she wants to be, the red box, but bit of pace here, Brocky Magic, Pump It, mm. um, you know, even Mixed Recall. So she might get well back in the field at three fifty. The second pick... Is mixed recall drawn drawn ideally out in box eight at three dollars ninety. I mentioned five star at four dollars, so they chew up most of the market. We've then got the veteran, uh, the South Aussie Sir Truculent, another great win last week. He's at seven dollars. What about classy ethics to go back to back, Dave? Uh, Twenty three dollars. A battling run last week. Look, she's clearly nowhere near as good as what she was this time last year. Mm. But uh, from that good draw, uh, she could quite possibly cross Maggie Moo Moo early and just sit behind, and who knows what will happen. I'll tell you what was a really good run last week, and there's been some mm. specking for it in the market, is Bedrock Fred, Fred okay. Box 7, uh, 12 into $10. So anybody who didn't catch the replay, go back and have a look at it. It was an enormous run, and it can run this, uh, this guy. He recently had a win over... Uh, fantastic Radley at Murray Bridge. Fantastic it's Radley, I think, fine. was his only defeat over the long. Mm. Uh, Bedrock Fred, too good on that occasion. Tony Brett's uh, had this dog now for a couple of weeks. Certainly not out of it. Okay. Uh, very good. $10 currently. And Classy Ethics, best of luck to, to Dave Smith. Uh, the Brisbane Cup final group, one level, 250000 to the winners. Shimmer Shines come up a dollar. Uh, 95 In fact, came up a dollar eighty. just easing out. Probably will ease out further come race time, Daph. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I thought a dollar eighty was a good price. I, okay. I, re- I really think he'll win. I, I thought on on his form, uh, and you know, you've only got to turn the clock back a few months, and he 
won the gold bullion here, running a sensational first split and 29.51 overall. Uh, the, the main danger, in my opinion, is equaliser. Well, he'll be at the back early anyway, racing for luck, but Cooper Duper won't get in his road out in box eight. Music events hit and miss at the start, but even if music event did did begin, Shimmer Shine can get up outside the lead as we saw last week. So he's a dollar ninety five, a dollar eighty eight to a dollar ninety five. The two behind him in the market have both eased out. Winburn Sheen uh, with Tony Brett, Tassie Dog four forty eight to four sixty. Tony's also got equaliser for the Thompsons. Uh, big win last week on a heavy track. Coming from back in the field and the fastest seat, 4.40 at the 4.60. Bit of interest for music event, uh, 9 into 8.50. And the Red Runner, Land Down Under, which has got a bit of a future, I think, this one. It's been 16 into 13. So a bit of specking there for a few others. Uh, Equaliser, he's more than capable of Shimmer Shine, of beating Shimmer Shine, but you've just got to wonder whether he can pass six or seven dogs and beat him. So I'm a little bit surprised by the drift there for the favourite. Okay, Tony Brett, uh, Tony Brett in the media are describing the, the differences between the two grounds, Wimbledon Sheen and Equalizer, fascinating, <laughs> like night and day. Uh, yeah, so, he's, uh, he's yeah, right one, there. Wonderful, uh, wonderful contest ahead of us. And, uh, of course, the McKenna Memorial, 260 for Christo Bale, ahead of some good dogs in Draco Bale, Shadow Mist, and even Jarek Bale in the mix. Daff, thanks for joining us on Going Greyhounds. Thanks, Mark. Tabs, Jared Daffy coming on the show. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. You can get the catch up on Wooshka or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks for coming along for the ride.